Final score, this one is in the books. Merrimack defeats Boston College 3-1. to one. Scott Bork is with us, the head coach of the Warriors. And, Scott, you know, another third period here, especially at home. You guys are in a close game. You need to find a way to win the game in this case. You had the lead, you know, find a way to at least hold the lead and end up winning the game. And it seemed like, you know, your, your uh, ability to do that at home uh, only grows as this season has gone along, and especially tonight. Well, I think you know a lot of that's goaltending, obviously, and Hugo did a great job for us tonight. Uh, but I think that our team's growing in its confidence as well. And you know, when you have good third periods, they they, they build on each other, and just like bad ones do. Um, you know, I've been playing a time here where we didn't feel good going into the third period with a one goal lead, but but this team's much. Uh, very mature team and approaches it the right way, um, played the game the right way in the third and got rewarded, you know. I mean, we understand that you open it up, BC's electric, and they can really move and they can really move pucks. So, um, you know, we knew that wasn't going to be a game that we would be successful in, and so I, I was really pleased with the way we played the third. seemed like you had a lot of chances, I guess, you know, to get more than the three goals you got tonight. You had the, the great chance Matt Capone had with the great rush and, you know, and just missing that one, but a number of other chances as well. But at the same time, um, you had to kill off you got, uh, six or seven uh, penalties and you held the other team to only 19 shots on goal despite all of those power plays they had. So, you know, some positive things either way. Yeah, I thought we did a good job of hunting lanes um, and making sure we got in the way of pucks. And, and I think when you have the confidence our guys have in our goalie right now, it's it's um, it's a little easier to play in your own end. And so uh, that was, I think, was evident in the third period. But it was also evident on the PK. Uh, you can be a little bit more aggressive when you're really confident with the guy in the cage. And, and I thought uh, that our game grew from Hugo out really. I know you mentioned uh, with Mike McMahon earlier this week about, uh, I think it was you that mentioned, or maybe one of the other guys who had mentioned, uh, you know, the fact that you guys feel like you have the depth this year that, like, in that game against UMass last week, you know, you can keep rolling the lines, keep everybody fresh, and and all of that going into the the third period. You're able to do that. Probably one of the reasons you're able to win the game against UMass, but it seemed like that was the case again tonight, and probably even more important with all of the time that you had to use guys out there on the penalty kill. Yeah, I think our team has really grown in that regard. Uh, our depth this year, we play everybody in the third period. We play everybody in the last 10 minutes, and, and that's a really good thing. It, not only does it uh, get everybody involved in the game, it gives everybody a breather, but it also gives everybody a lot of confidence, you know. And Hugo Esselin makes a big hit there, and, and, and comes down, and you know that's a big play for the whole team to see. And that's in the third period; he's making things happen. So I was really pleased with uh, the way everybody played in the third, and and I thought our depth was on display. And I. And you know, when you play these, this we have a day off tomorrow. But when you play back to back, it minutes matter, and uh, we've been fortunate not to have to build anyone's minutes up too high. You know, you don't always know how a game's going to go. And these two teams came in as the least penalized teams in the country, but the way the game ended up, there was a lot of time spent on special teams. At what point in the game, I guess, did you realize, okay, you know, we're going to have to maybe manage our minutes a little bit more, realizing that, that this is the type of game it might be? I, I didn't really ever think it was going to be that kind of game, to be honest. Um, but from a forwards perspective, I didn't feel uh, uncomfortable with anyone on the ice, so we played everybody, But with, and we got the power play, that five-minute power play. That's really when we decided that we really needed all 13 forwards on the bench uh, because we got six guys play a lot of minutes during that period of time. So it was, uh, yeah, it's a different game than we've played all year, but, um, you know, I, I hate it. You know, I really prefer five on five, but, you know, there was some, you know, they, there were some penalties and they called them and we had to play through that. 
Uh, first period, Slava Devon gives you the lead with the goal. Uh, shot from the point uh, through some traffic, and he's able to find the back of the net. Yeah, wrist shot. You know, you see goalies, I mean, uh, defensemen all the time teeing that puck up, and it would if he teed it up, it never would have gotten to the net. But he just took a wrist shot. They weren't in the lane yet, uh, and that was a really smart play by a, by an older player who's playing very well for us right now. You, you know, that's a good point there. I'm thinking... I don't know how many slap shots we saw in the game tonight. You know, certainly at least from your team. I mean, it's a lot of those plays where a guy is trying to find a lane, trying to find maybe, or you know, in the case of uh, Philip Forsmark's goal, you know, a redirection in front. Zach Bookman had a good look at the net, but he saw that Philip Forsmark was in net for be- uh, in front for better look and found him for a goal. Yeah, no, and I, I think that. It's funny, college hockey, I think you see more and more wrist shots in the top because guys are so aggressive trying to get in lanes, you know, both teams tonight and then both teams last weekend. A lot of shots are getting blocked and not even getting through. So you really have to, as a defenseman, develop an, uh, a release and a wrist shot or a snapshot. You just can't wind up. And if you do, then you're never going to have that lane again. Uh, so going into third period, it's a close game again, 2-1. to one. You end up holding them to only four shots in the third period, but you had some chances in Jordan Seifert. Great individual effort there to end up scoring the goal. Uh, he had one chance, first of all, there, a bouncing puck, maybe not the best chance he would have liked, but, you know, he, he c- continued to hustle on the play and made his own play and scoring a goal off his own rebound. Yeah, really happy for him. He's worked so hard at this, for this program, for this school, you know. He's just done so much for us in his time here that him having that opportunity meant the world to us, and I think the whole bench felt that. Um, and then he almost got one in the, in the empty net, but... Uh, no, he played really well, and he—that he, was an opportunity and a goal that he earned, and he earned that goal all year. You know, he played about a minute and a half against UMass, um, and yet he's back and ready to go the next day for practice. And then today he plays a pivotal role in the win. So, really happy for him. Uh, Hugo Allos gets to start again. Another game. He holds the other team to just one goal, and that was one that I'm not sure if he even saw before it was past him. Uh, your thoughts on his play tonight? Oh, I thought it was really good. And it's not always about the ones that go in. It's the ones that, how he's making saves, and he ate pucks up, and that allowed our team to play you know, very confidently. All right, Scott, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. You're at Boston College Saturday at 1. Uh, good luck then. Thanks very much, Mike. I appreciate it.